From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 162 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today we have another Q&A This December, all through December, I'm doing Q&As, and I love this because your questions are common questions from people who are suffering from anxiety, health anxiety, agoraphobia, struggling with these challenges in life. And, well, I love answering them because I know I'm helping you guys, but I feel like it's not only helping you, the one who sent me the question, It's so powerful to anybody who's struggling with anxiety and life challenges. So I'm loving this Q&A, and I hope you are too. Um, Before we dive into today's episode, in in today's episode, I talk about uh, shame. I talk about anxiety medications, my opinion on those, and how you can know for certain, the sensation is not a real physical illness. And that's a big one for people suffering from health anxiety. So great, great questions today. Before I answer them, I want to go over your comments on last week's Q&A, starting with Sandra. Sandra says, you're absolutely right about structuring your evenings with relaxation and planning to reduce night anxiety. I feel like for me, being alone in a bath with my own mind not only calms it down, but things I need to do pop up and I can write them down without going to bed with a clustered mind. Looks like, Sandra, you're figuring it out. Great, great work. Mary Zink says, I've been battling health anxiety for a decade And then I stumbled onto your channel. Wow, I cannot tell you the amount of revelations I have had from your content. Thank you so much, Mary, for leaving that comment. I I really appreciate it. And I'm so grateful that the podcast is helping you. Now, let's dive in to the first question of the day, starting with Stuart. He says, How did you deal with the terrible feelings of shame when you opened up to others about your past anxiety and the behaviors that made up that personality? Great question. First of all, I want to say that for me, the baggage that was piling, building up is like the closet that is overflowing. When I started to throw away, or donate in this case, items from that closet, I felt lighter. And you notice this when you do something like that, when you clean up your car, you vacuum your car, you start to organize papers, boxes, throw away stuff in your home, clothes that you don't wear anymore. You start to minimalize. What happens? What's the feeling like? It's like, well... Like I said, baggage lifting from your life. You feel this lighter feeling and also the dopamine 
related to the reward of, hey, I did something productive. But the first step of confronting the chaos is the hardest part. The first step of realizing, oh, my room is messy, labeling it, right, as messy and acknowledging it, being aware and be also being aware that you have to clean up, it's a hard thing to, to tackle at the, at the beginning because you need to admit to yourself that there's a problem. And you cannot heal without confronting that pain. You can't heal without pain and suffering. You, you can't do that. If you've been avoiding pain most of your life, then the resistance to confront something like your insecurities or past trauma will be great. I remember when I did my first video on my YouTube channel, when I was talking about my anxiety, I was really emotional in that video. And what I was feeling when I first put out that video was a feeling of vulnerability, uh, laying out my past struggles, putting out all of, exposing myself, right? It's taking out all of my guts and laying them out onto the table. Because in the past, I never wanted people to see my weaknesses. I wanted others to see a strong, perfect person. And one of the things you see today on Instagram is perfection, right? And I notice anxiety sufferers, that especially the ones I've, I coach and myself in the past, tend to be perfectionists. And there's a part of them, and I think it's part of everybody, we don't want others to see our weaknesses, our emotions. So crying would be something I would suppress. But when I saw other people talk about their journey healing from anxiety and trauma and addictions, I felt like I wasn't alone in this. But also that the truth healed them. Something about taking something that's blurry in the background of your unconscious and bringing it and pushing it out into the light, into the spotlight. And it's that awareness, that awakening of that thing that has been blurry in the background that heals people. That is so true. Why does the truth free and heal people? Especially me. Why did it heal me? Well, maybe if I shared my story about anxiety, others can break their egoic attachments to this endless chaos and then begin to face the truth their body is telling them. For me, the paradigm shift at the beginning of my recovery was watching people on YouTube, coaches, mentors, spiritual teachers talking about their struggles, 
with anxiety, the specific symptoms, the specific sensations, uh, the personality traits of a health anxiety sufferer, I related to this. And then I saw, and I realized watching them that they're helping me heal. And that feeling of that help and that relief drove me into being a coach myself. And I've, I noticed at the beginning that not only did I get feelings of vulnerability when I would talk about my health anxiety, but I also felt like I was helping people by talking about it. And I was also helping myself by talking about it. Um, very powerful, absolutely powerful. And so when I made that first video, I was exposing all of my nakedness to the world. Look how broken I was and still am. That's what I was saying to the world by talking about it. Look how broken I was. Look at the problems I had. Talking about how weak I was freed me of the baggage I was hiding in the closet. And like I said before, taking it out of the blurry background and placing it onto in into the spotlight when you take something hidden and, and you present it to the world and you put it into that spotlight, you release yourself from its weight. You see it for what it is. You are awakened to it. If we're not awakened and aware of our inadequacies, how are we going to develop and improve our personalities and improve ourselves and heal and release emotional baggage and kill off the addictions and the behaviors that only propel us into hell and chaos? We have to awaken to that. That's the Adam and Eve story in the Bible. What happens in, in the Adam and Eve story? They're, they become conscious, awakened, and they immediately cover themselves up when they realize that they're naked. And they run into the bushes and they cover themselves up with leaves because one of the big parts of being human or the big transition to where we are now as human beings was that awareness of time our vulnerabilities and well in our mortality understanding understanding being awakened to how you ended up with anxiety will help lessen the shame you have to be aware and awakened to what you went through you have to dissect your life. First, learn about anxiety. That's why I hope you're here on my channel to learn and to grow. And the more you learn about this anxiety that I talk about, the more you understand yourself. You have to dive into yourself and open up yourself, dissect yourself. This takes time because healing and letting go one distressing moment at a time 
will then bring about another distressing moment that needs to be healed. But you also feel lighter the more you do this. But you have to start with one challenge at a time, letting go of one traumatic, highly emotional event from your past at a time. But once you heal one thing, you now have more confidence to tackle the next one. And also you know how. The more I opened up to others, the more I realized so many others are like me. There was one time at the beginning of my whole recovery journey when I opened myself up on YouTube about my struggles with anxiety. Someone from high school that I went to school with contacted me and said, hey, Brad, you know, I'm so glad you opened up about anxiety. I struggled from anxiety most of my life. And that meant so much to me. Like, thank God you, you're talking about this because I felt like I was alone. I don't feel alone anymore because you, you're talking about it. And that was extremely, that was one of the first moments for me starting the Anxiety Project where I felt like this is really important to talk about this, to share my stories and to help others heal because I healed. Thank you so much, Stuart, for that great question. The second question comes in from Esteban. He says, what are your thoughts on anxiety medications like benzos and clonopin? Great question. First of all, these anxiety medications are addicting. People have a hard time weaning themselves off them. They have to do it slowly, really slowly. And there are withdrawal symptoms. If you don't treat the underlying cause of your anxiety and trauma, then you will be dependent on these medications. Being dependent makes up the personality of an anxiety sufferer. They are dependent on Dr. Google. They're dependent on reassurance-seeking family and friends to feel safe. They're dependent on their safe zone. Alcohol. They're dependent on distractions like TV, their phones, and drugs. Look at the people who are enlightened. People that healed from a traumatic past. Are they on medications? No, they're not. So how did they get there? Learn about them. Learn about their teachings. They have so much trust in their bodies. I had to build on that trust going through my recovery. I had to show myself that I am this healthy person and not this unhealthy person I see in the mirror. I had to add that trust. I was a foundation built upon sand. I had to rebuild the foundation. So I adopted many strategies like meditation, uh, breathing exercises, diet changes, um, like hot baths. I had to structure my days so that they are 
repetitive in in a, in a in a in a good way where I know what time I'm waking up and what time I'm going to bed. Structure is really important. Routine is really important. So shifting around my whole lifestyle added those bricks and layers beneath me and I started to view myself as a healthy person over time. It takes time and you have to build on this over time. But I never took medications. I actually thought about it because I felt trapped with this anxiety. And, you know, people who suffer from anxiety and they come to me for help and coaching, I notice within them that they feel frightened because of the trapped feeling. And I relate to them so much because I had this trapped feeling. And when I had this trapped feeling, my thoughts went towards medications. But then when my thoughts went towards medications, I became overly anxious about taking them because I felt like they would make me more unhealthy. It was just a gut instinct. I didn't know anything about medications. But it was just this feeling within me, like if I take a medication, I'll be dependent and then it'll probably cause more health problems down the road and I don't want to deal with that because that's causing me more anxiety just thinking about it. So I started to learn from my mentors online instead. I became addicted to these people who overcame anxiety naturally without medications. And these people, their personalities consist of, well, they were independent, self-reliant, self-healing. They had trust in their body. They're more confident now than they were when they had anxiety. All of these different qualities I started to admire and look up to and adopt also these mentors believe that their mind can heal and they're the embodiment of that and for it to heal you have to confront the trauma your body will tell you hey there is this problem deal with it through bodily sensations. But many people want to mask these sensations. They don't know how to deal with these underlying problems. They are just given a prescription, and you can look at it as the easy way out. I recommend to slowly, if you're on them, if you're on anxiety medications, to slowly wean off them. But at the same time, look into healing strategies like NLP and things like Reiki. Um, I recommend someone called Brent Baum. He has YouTube videos of how he's helped hundreds, probably thousands of people to heal from trauma. There's a great book called The Body Keeps the Score, all about trauma, how we store this information this traumatic moment within our bodies absolutely powerful if we don't heal those underlying traumatic moments the baggage 
then what are the medications going to do in the long run? The third question comes from Ashley. She says, how can you know for certain the sensation is not a real physical illness? Well, first of all, Ashley, I want you to rule out anything serious by going to your doctor. Now, the mistake anxiety sufferers make is that they go to their doctor once, they get checked up, and they come back, and the doctor says, well, everything's good. I checked everything. Can't find anything wrong. And then you come home, and then you feel the sensations more, and then you go back, and they continue to go back. And that's where it becomes unhealthy, is the continuous visits to the doctor. And then I want to say to you, Ashley, are you obsessing over this sensation? Is it the focus of your attention 90% of the day? If it is, that means your stress response is active. When you recognize this sensation, there is an unconscious what if happening in your brain. So when you are continuously paying attention, focusing in on the sensations, there is an immediate what if. You're basically saying to yourself, this is a concern. It's a giant question mark. That's what it is. It's a question mark. Your body doesn't like question marks, so it'll keep its focus on the question mark. But what will happen if you let go of your grip of this question mark? The stress lessens, and then usually the sensation lessens. So does that mean the sensation was caused by your stress? The stress response will create a wide range of bodily sensations. When you lessen your grip over the sensation, you lessen your value of the sensation, most of the time it goes away or it at least lessens in its strength. The fact that you're focusing in on that sensation, well, you're telling yourself that this is of top value to you because you are what you aim at. Buddha says, what you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. There was a time when I had this strange bump, liquid bump, on the inside of my lip. I've told this story before, but it's so amazing what happened. This bump was on my lip, and I swear it was on my lip for eight months. And my attention would always be focused in on that bump. And um, I remember I was on Google every day because I was like, how am I going to get rid of this thing? And I became obsessive over it. And I started to go to the pharmacy and I grabbed like these strange ointments for this bump and I would put it on my lip and it just never would it never went away 
But when I went to my doctor, my doctor said, oh, Brad, you know, that's just nothing. It's this little thing that people get. If just don't pay attention to it and it'll go away. And, and I was like, wow, like that's a relief. And I came home and then three days later, the bump was gone. Well, what happened? I immediately from that doctor's appointment lessened my emotional attachment over it. I was like, oh, that's a relief. Eh, if it stays here, if it stays, you know, it's nothing serious. And then it went away. So was it my stress and my focus keeping that strange little cyst-like bump on my lip there continuously day in and day out for eight months? Yes, I truly believe it is. So the question is, what can you do to lessen your grip over it? Well, one of the techniques I used was the so what technique. So if I would feel the strange sensation, I'd say in my mind, the voice in my mind, so what? So what? So what? And I'd keep repeating that to myself. So what? So what? So what if it's there? So so what if it's this ulcer? I think it is. So what if it's this cancer? I think it is. So what? So what if I die? If it kills me, let it kill me. That was a big part of my recovery journey. Also, I recommend you look into spiritual teachers like Michael Singer. He talks about how we can let go of our emotional grips of thoughts. The thoughts are causing the emotion. The emotion, are, are, the emotion is causing the symptom. So the thought is the seed. Get rid of the seed. How do you get rid of the seed? You let it go. Because when you witness the feelings, so if you're sitting with the feelings, if you feel the distress, and this is hard to explain in, in a short podcast, but if you're feeling the distress, you're feeling the discomfort, I want you to sit with the discomfort and I want you to put your all of your awareness onto that discomfort. And I want you to let it go. I want you to bring it up because a lot of us want to suppress it. We want to distract ourselves. But what we really want to do is let it bubble up and I want you to feel the discomfort and the pain and then it will subside. That's what will happen. And then you'll loosen your emotional attachment over the seed, the thought. And the more you do that, the more you will be stronger at letting go. You have to practice that over time. And I also recommend a book called Letting Go by David R. Hawkins. He describes the letting go technique as well in that book. Absolutely brilliant. And there is a, a podcast episode I have called Letting Go where I talk about this more in detail. So please go check out that. Um, I highly recommend it. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for these great Great questions. Um, I have one more Q&A coming up at the end of December before I get back into the other uh, podcast episodes that I do. But make sure you send me those questions.
questions, if you have something that's on your mind that you're struggling with, please send that in and I'll make sure to talk about it on the show. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.